When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, is, who is as happy to be here as Connor was getting thrown off an eight-story building, Ryan Nelson. And of course, Connor wants to marry the woman who wants to beat him to death. <laughs> That's right. He absolutely does. Uh, we have, and we actually be, uh, that will come up again here a little bit later on. So, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started back in January, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the seventh episode of Prime Videos, the peripheral titled The Doodad. If you are new or a regular and like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the main attraction. Podcast, and you can get Patreon only content. You can support us at a three, five, ten, or twenty dollar level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you can't be a patron, you can help the show though by rating us on Spotify and a podcast. You can leave us a five star rating, and if you have time, write us a review while you're over there on Apple Podcast. Now, something new that we have started. Uh, if you would like to interact with the show, uh, we uh, we have our Twitter accounts, but I know a lot of people don't have Twitter. But we have started a Gmail account, so you can reach out to us at mainattractionpod at gmail.com, and you can send us feedback, things, thoughts on the stuff that we're covering. If you want to kind of put your own little two cents in there, we would be more than happy to have you do that. And that's at mainattractionpod at gmail.com. Specifically for this show, if you've been reading the books, we'd love to know your reaction, because we, we have not read the books. We don't I don't know anybody that's read these books uh, yeah, either, so yeah. uh, so I can't really like just go out and talk to anybody like, hey, what'd you think about this compared to the books? So it, it makes it really difficult in that uh, uh, in those regards. So, uh, but that's kind of where we are. So, like I said, if you want to reach out to us via email, uh, mainattractionpod at gmail So. All right, Ryan, we are at the penultimate episode of this show, at least for the first season. I'm assuming there will be a second season. We'll have to, uh, who knows, with Amazon, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. So where are you after, I mean, just uh, what were your overall general thoughts after the seventh episode? Well, I want to piggyback on something you just said. I would love to get some feedback from yeah. the book readers. So if they could uh, hit us up on that Gmail account, the main attraction podcast at gmail.com that would that would be fantastic um so it was interesting i watched this episode one i had you told me that you really liked this episode. yes i did mm-hmm. you had sent me a text and then and then i watched it and and i enjoyed it and i was like what am i missing and then i read a recap and i really went in on the clap the 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 nail the, oh man neoprims the neoprims the you know the 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 the, the ri and like the the four main forces, right? And I really had to do a lot of research, and I thought, man, this is the problem with this show, and I think this is why it's losing people. Yeah, I really need to read recaps before I watch an episode. Uh, that's true. You're not you're not wrong about that. Uh, uh, go ahead, keep going. If I didn't realize you're done. And, 
And so, no, well, after I did all the research, I watched this episode again, and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, look, I like this show, episode a lot. It's probably my favorite of the ones that we uh, that we've seen so far. Uh, but you are correct about uh, some of this stuff because. There is so much stuff that I don't think they do a good job of covering throughout the course of the season that, like, with the neoprims, they just kind of barely brush on it uh, right. in one of the previous episodes, maybe the last episode, I can't remember which. And so you don't really, it's hard to really get a grasp of what these people are supposed to be doing, and now they, they're they doing basically what I thought they were going to do, because they do kind of give some reveals here, and they do kind of open up the story some in this episode, and they give us, you know, the motivation behind Alita West and what uh, Katie Lee young's character i can't remember her name off the top of my head uh but her ash ash thank you uh it's what ash is trying to do what ossian is trying to do so we get some we get some really good information in this one some things i think that we that help us understand this the show a little bit more but they haven't done a real good job of kind of guiding us along the way and i think that is one issue look uh just a little behind the scenes You've talked about this, and I'm, I'm more the the more and more we get into this show, I, I'm gonna tend to agree with you that if this had been something they had released all at once and binged, I think it yes. would have done a whole lot better. Because I like this right. show, I'm enjoying it. When we get to the end of it, you know, it's still gonna have a really good rating. But I'm not. It's this show is one I'm having like more work in than more more than I'm just like turning on when I get home on Friday and like oh right I can't wait to get to this one. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it's it's not that it's just. It shouldn't take eight or, well, I guess, seven weeks because they did the first two episodes all at once. It shouldn't take – this is not a show that's going to really stick with people for seven weeks. And as I look at our numbers on our podcast, like, it did gangbusters the first time, the first episode. And the numbers have just dwindled as yeah. they have gone. And I have a feeling that has a lot to do with the fact that right. people are checking out on this thing. Yeah, and it's it's just something that it's – like, I keep forgetting neoprim. And I, I've read over multiple things today, and I kept – Reminding myself of it. Well, I think they've only had, they only mentioned them, I think, the first, for the first time, I think in the last episode. So, I mean, yeah, I think that was because that's when we found out what, what Alita West was actually doing. So, this is just like you were just talking about. You have to do a lot of research and, and really get into this and to, to actually get something out of this. I, and I think that's, that's a problem. Uh, I will say, I have really, uh, a, enjoyed inspector Lobeer and yeah, beatrice mm-hmm. they you know i was kind of like why would you add these people but man they really were the stars of the last episode yeah you know we really praised bob which rest in peace i guess yeah. uh, you know he was a good addition um i just and i felt like i really uh felt more connected to uh ash and uh what is ash's the guy with ash ossian i can't Ossian. Yeah, I felt more connected to them this episode. I really don't like De- Lev uh, Zuboff as much. I liked him at first. I don't know. He's been getting on my nerves uh, for whatever reason. I don't. I don't know why. Well, I, I but, think I may know what the reason why that is because you haven't really known what his character is supposed to be at this up until this point. And I think what yeah. you said a, while, a couple while back was the fact that he's going to kind of, I don't know that he's going to be the main villain, but yeah. he's kind of in this gray area where he's not really a good guy, but he's not really, he's probably not a bad guy either. He's, we yeah. really don't know what he is. And that's kind of the issue. He, he's obviously not a good person. That is, I think that's pretty obvious, especially after this, this episode, but he's not, I don't know that he's the type of person that we're supposed to be cheering for. And that's another thing. I, you know, obviously, 
in the future timeline, who is the good guys? I don't really know who's supposed to be the the, the people. I mean, obviously, I guess the neoprims, I guess. Uh, yeah, but we don't I, I would know any. <laughs> yeah, we don't really know any. Like, Wilf is the only person who seems like a decent human yeah, being. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Ash, I, I would say Ash probably as yeah. well. Well, because uh, but, but especially after this episode, I would say that as well. Yeah, but like, I do like how it looked like Shanice was the real bad guy. And Lev was this gray area, and now they've kind of switched spots after this episode. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. It's like Shanice is not as bad, and Lev is worse. Yeah, and that's kind of they and seem those, to swap that. You're right. And are those are those supposed to be like robot jackals? Or are those supposed to be actual dogs? Because they look terrible. Well, the, they they mentioned this a while back, uh, like I think maybe in like the first or second episode when uh, Flynn goes over goes into the future and she meets Lev and everybody else there for the first time because she sees those dogs and those those dogs or whatever they are they are hyenas or something she says those yeah. like went extinct like so many years ago and something and he has some type of technology allows them to like recreate those things uh, and that's what those are supposed to be and like okay. I said that's probably that's one one of the things I noted when I was watching this is like they probably should have reminded us a little bit more often yes. about what that what those were because like this trying to recall back to that you know in the first or second episode i don't remember which episode it was like i said i, I had a vague recollection of it and i had a vague memory but i couldn't remember exactly what it was that what yeah. the story was behind those those animals i, I just couldn't remember so they so probably you, should have put so you're talking about five weeks ago yeah exactly Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I said, I just couldn't remember, and I, I just had a vague memory. I could remember it, but not everybody is. And just case in yeah, point, you did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so uh, that, like I said, that's a bit of a failure on on the show's part. And like I said, it's a good show. I enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I think most people who watch it enjoy it, but it's not it's not the type of show. like we said it, that is going to really capture people's attention for an entire seven week run it's just not especially yeah. not with everything yeah. else that's going on right because there's just so many more options that people have and like i said people the people i think people would binge us i think you know over yeah. a three-day period you know knock out two episodes one day three episodes another and then another couple episodes uh, on another day i think people would do that but i don't think it's just it's just not the type of show that grabs people's attention so go, well, let, me, let, me, let me just ask you something real quick like let's just compare amazon shows and another mystery show how would you compare this to outer range outer range is far superior yeah to me it's it's a lot it's it's far more engaging it's far more uh it, it kept me coming back look there's right. a, there's an issue like if you go back and like we we obviously have a very very high opinion of outer range yeah but if you go back and look at other people's like there are some things that you can definitely point out that oh, yeah, are uh, that are issues with it but it's a much more it's a much more engaging show people want to there's a there's so much that you're you just want to find out about that show that you keep coming back you keep coming back and you were looking forward to watching it. Because like I said, every Friday, I would look forward to those two episodes that we got every single time. Yeah. Not necessarily the case with this. Maybe they should have done it like right. they did without a range. Do two episodes at a time. That's what they did without a range. I think that, I think that may have helped. I, I, I think the full binge like Terminal List did would have been the smarter move. Right. Uh, and uh, what was the... Uh, oh, man. I, can't, I already forgot it. The, 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 ter- uh, the Terminal List? No, no, no. The show about the girls. Uh, Paper Girls. Yeah, they should have. Paper Girls, they full binge that. Yeah, too, they full binge. They? they did full binge on it. That mm-hmm. would, 
that would have been a good uh, good suggestion too. It's they, they got to come up with a better solution. I, I think they were wanting this to be like a big show. I think they were, and, mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately, it's not uh, working. I don't I don't know. Maybe it is working. Out yeah, well, we obviously don't know the numbers. All, all we have to look at is our own personal numbers for for our for our podcast. And like I said, I mean, it has there has been a decrease in listenership at the end of, after after for every single one. So it just makes me think that people are checking out. I mean. And I don't I mean, see the it, buzz about the show either. It has to be the content, not the not the uh, podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think so. so. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it's just weird. I mean, uh, yeah. it's it's a good show, but it, it's just the way that it, there's no buzz about it. I mean, whenever I go like yeah. look on Twitter or Facebook or anything, I don't ever see anybody talking about this show. Uh, it's a good show that should be great. Yeah, it, you're 100% correct about that. It's a good show that should be great. It has a really good cast. We don't talk about this enough. Yeah, it, it does. It has a great cast. Uh, and I've enjoyed every single bit of it. I mean, and they keep, you know, it's it's a weird thing to add all these new characters, which I'm sure they, it's what they do in the book, if I had to guess. Right, right, right. But every time they add somebody, it, they bring quite a bit to the story, and they mm-hmm. I enjoy their performances. I mean, we talked about Angel right. Lobeer. Uh, we really got uh, more from her assistant, Beatrice, in this one. Yeah. I, I liked her a lot. And then we get a lot from Alex Hernandez as Tommy Constantine. He was great he was in this really episode. Good. He, uh, was, he was really – the only thing I, I don't like is hat, but, you know, I can, right. I can just – I don't know something about the way he wears that hat. <laughs> Besides that, you know, he was really good, especially yeah, – the scenes where he was really upset at himself and mm-hmm. was like trying to trying to get himself going, I thought he I thought he was great. You know, what's kind of weird though. I have noticed they've dropped the whole and maybe it'll pick up next episode since Corbell potentially could be dead. The whole Jasper and Billy Ann, yeah, true. like we had this whole backstory three episodes ago about them. Right. How Jasper got money and he was going to have to do all this stuff and his backstory, and we've not gone back to it. Yeah, you're correct about that. We did, we haven't gone back to it and, and he, hardly and at all. Him and the rest of the guys from that crew are listed each episode in the cast. Yeah, and we barely even see them anymore. Yeah, uh, obviously, know, one of them weird. dies in this episode, obviously, but you still got the other one. No, that's uh, that's uh, I'm talking about Jasper's crew. Oh yeah, you're correct about that. Yeah, I was thinking. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, you're talking about uh, Burton's crew. Burton's uh, crew. Yeah, rest, mm-hmm. rest in peace, Reese. Yeah, he so, put up a good fight though. Let's he did. Him. That was actually a good fight. <laughs> it, it was a good fight. Yeah. Well, speaking of, let's kind of get into it. So uh, there are quite a, there are quite a good a few good fights. And look, I love Chloe Grace Moritz, but I'm starting to wonder if like in terms of like fighting prowess, if maybe she's the weak link, because the two, yeah. the two fighting scenes that I've been like really underwhelmed by, she's been involved in both of them. Uh, so I'm kind of wondering if that's maybe not her strength overall, because the fights in this one, the fight between Reese and Bob is fantastic. I thought that was a yeah. really good one. I thought everything that Burton and Connor and Beatrice were doing as they were making their yeah. climb up that eight story building, I thought that was fantastic. And then yeah. I was sitting there thinking, I was like, wow, those are really good. So maybe, maybe they do. And then I started thinking, which ones are down the line? Like in the common denominator and all of them was Chloe Grace Moretz. Look, I, I don't want to yeah. take anything away from her. She is a really good actress and I love her oh, yeah. portrayal of Flynn, but I'm thinking maybe fighting is not her strong suit. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, let's go ahead and get into it a little bit. All right. Uh, the this uh, this show it starts with it starts off with uh, Ainsley Lobeer. She's basically trying to figure out. Uh, no, it oh. starts off with the mother. Oh, you're right. It starts off with the mother. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. You're right. So the mother is now sick again. This is another thing I have an issue with. 
did she stop taking the drugs? And there was some discussion about that. Right. Yeah. So th- my whole thing. So now she's gone blind. So she wants to not tell Flynn and Burton and just go to the doctor. doctor exactly. Yeah. Don't you think some questions would come up? Like, hey, uh, uh, what is her name? She is she she de- no no Didi's the uh, yeah Didi's the other one. Uh, well, on. Let's call her Mama Fisher. Hey, yeah. Mama Fisher, <laughs> you all of a sudden can see. How did this happen? You know. Yeah, like that. Like Reese doesn't text Burton and Flynn. Yeah, that was all kind of weird. I mean, they're obviously in the peripheral at that point, so it's you know getting yeah. them out was. I don't know if the reason why if she knew that they were in the peripheral and that they just couldn't be brought out of it. I don't know if that was the reason for it. They just probably should have explained that a little bit better. Uh, but like I said, I, there was also this discussion like when she found out where the drugs were coming from that were making her healthy again. She seemed to kind of question whether or not this was a good idea. Right. And so, like, did she stop taking them? Is that the re- or is this the reason they're no longer working? Is it because she's not taking them, or yeah. did they just stop working? Uh, I didn't get that completely. Ella Fisher is her name. Linda Page Hamilton yeah, Pleasure. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, that was really kind of confusing. So I didn't really know. And it, it makes sense that she was kind of her health, which that she could have a health drawback. I can kind of see that, but is it because she's not taking the medicine anymore or is it because the medicine isn't working? They don't really explain that in, right. in, in the episode. So and, and we never find out. Yeah. We never find out. You're right. We never, ever find out. So, uh, she's got to go to the doctor, uh, and Reese takes her and this is when, uh, and Bob is, let's just kind of go ahead and work through this part of it a little bit real quick. So Bob, yeah. uh, is tracks her down because this is what he's going to try to use the mom to get to, uh, to get to Burton and to get to Flynn because he's tr- just trying to do his best to keep his daughter alive because his daughter's been threatened and so that's he's just going to do whatever he has to do. Uh, but when they get there, uh, obviously they're the only ones there. Uh, she starts getting checked out by Tommy Constantine's uh, fiance, which that's I can't. That's Dee Dee. That's Dee Dee. Okay, I couldn't remember who that one was. All right, so uh, Dee Dee's checking her out, and this is when Bob shows up and uh, he fakes an. Uh, I I don't know why. Like if you, I see somebody just like getting stabbed a bunch. That doesn't bother me, but when somebody like starts cutting their own arm or yeah. something, I don't know why that that I have a hard time yeah. watching that. And, what? And did did he need it? He has bandages and he's beaten up in the face. Yeah, I know. so I guess he just really <laughs> wanted to sell it. I mean, yeah. I'm really going to sell the fact that I'm supposed to be injured. So he cuts his arm and basically goes in saying, "I help, I need help, I need help," and Reese starts to help him. That's when he starts stabbing him, and he stabs Reese a good like 15, 20 times. I, I thought the same thing, uh, you know, and and did. Reese not recognize him? Did no one tell him what, what Bob looked like? Well, I mean, my guess is even if you tell him what he looks like, they probably, he, he wouldn't be able to just automatically know that was him coming in. So I can, yeah. I can at least let that go. But uh, you're right, though. He stabbed him. Like like you said, it's like, do, 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 do. Yeah, he was doing it real quick there for a while. Yeah. Uh, so he goes in, he breaks in, and he has Dee Dee and he has uh, Ella. He has them captured, uh, and he's just waiting at this point. This is good. I want to give you a lot of credit to Melinda Page Hamilton here because she's doing a really good job of kind of like she was good of like really talking him through this and uh, really kind of getting into his head. It doesn't completely work uh, because the, it takes Burton and Flynn later on to come in and save them. But like I said, I thought it was really good uh, portrayals by both by both actors, and there's a lot of good play on each other. Yeah, 
Yeah, Ned Dennehy. And I like how there was one part where he's like, you must not think I'm a nice person, Miss Fisher. <laughs> and, and like Southern mom was like, that's true. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, just good stuff between between those. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll kind of jump to the end here a little bit because when Burton and uh when Burton and Flynn come out of the peripheral, they are informed that uh, she had to get taken uh, to the doctor. And when they are driving there in, in a frantic hurry, obviously, they're trying to call and nobody's answering and they realize something must be up. Um, so Connor ends up meeting them there and they have this plan. And this is where the haptics come into uh, take effect when they're starting to when Reese tries to like tap into his hot ha- into his haptics. Uh, I'm sorry, not Reese, uh, his cousin, Leon. Leon, thank you. When Leon tries to tap into uh, Reese's haptics, he's not, he can't get his vitals. So he knows obviously something's wrong. Um, so they end up getting there. They, and Flynn wants to rush in. Burton's like, no, he's like, this is the one good thing that I'm, I'm good at. You need like to let that. me. Yeah, I know. He's like, I'm good at this. You need to let me take over. You're good at a lot of other stuff. This is what I do best. And so he kind of takes charge and he's like, if we, cause we just go rushing in, it'll be a trap and we'll all be dead at that point. So they ha- concoct this plan. Pretty, a pretty clever and uh, ingenious plan. Uh, you've got Flynn who's doing, who's got the motion, uh, the heat signature showing up on whatever she's looking through so she can see there's there's three live bodies there she doesn't know which one is which because she all she has is heat signature she thinks it's one person and she ends up being right but reese i'm sorry leon ends up uh basically forcing reese's body to twitch which was asking a lot of him because he can feel that pain that he was going through when he died uh but he does it so he twitch when he twitches it kind of startles bob a little bit and that allows uh flynn to know which one it is that allows Burton to be able to take the shot, and kudos to him. Perfect shot right through the heart, yeah. and Bob is no longer a part of this show yeah. anymore. So, Yeah, I do wish they had shown what happened to Leon, because you see him kind of fall back, Yeah, but mm-hmm. I wish we could have seen more of what how he was dealing with it, because I'm, I'm interested. That's, yeah. The haptics is one of the most interesting things of this whole show. Yeah, it really is. And the way that they, knowing that it came from the that it came from the future, and that it is, uh, and we find out the reason why uh, they yeah. were, that Burton was targeting the first place because he had the haptics in it. And like I said, it, yeah. uh, they've done a really good job of, of just slowly giving us breadcrumbs on now. We'll give them a lot of credit on, on that part of it. Yeah. Because we see that in the very beginning first episode, we really don't know a whole lot about, it, but they give us a little bit more, a little bit more as this as this show has gone along. And now we understand that the reason behind the haptics, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. But uh, like I said, this kind of wraps up Bob's story, uh, his arc in our story. He's, he's only here for three episodes. Really good performance, though, by... Yeah, uh, Ned Dennehy. Yeah, Ned Dennehy. Enjoyed him. Uh, you know, this is... Loved him. I, I, I hate the fact that we lose him, but he he was good. And, and uh, like I said, just kudos to him for uh, providing a... a, a a really truly good threat to Burton and his crew because they they didn't really have any up until he showed up. Yeah. Yeah, you bring an IRA assassin into the mix, things can get a little spicy. They can get a little spicy to say the least. And he was he was a good foe. Even as an older man, he still put up a heck of a fight. So. Yes, he did. And and like you said, uh three episodes but he made the most of it yeah he did let's go ahead and talk about uh some other stuff here in the current timeline uh in the north carolina part of this you got tommy who is uh he is 
But he's supposed to be on losing leave. Losing his mom. Yeah, he's <laughs> losing his mom, which he kind of is. Uh, but he is supposed to be on leave, and he is trying his best to track down all of the evidence from Bob and from his car accident. Uh, he goes to, I guess, the secretary, or I'm not exactly sure what the lady, yeah. who she actually was. But he goes to her trying to track down that, track down the gun, and what it becomes known as the doodad in this thing, uh, which is that. <laughs> Uh, which is that pulse uh, EMP? Yeah. I don't really know what it is, but doodad works for me. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to track it down. Are and, you sure it's not a thing in my bottle? That was great. Uh, but he's trying to track it down. He can't find it. Uh, it's never logged into evidence, so he just goes back to the car and he finds it there. And he's like, "Okay, well, I'll just uh, bring them with me." Uh, but at this point, though, Sheriff Jackman also calls him and says, "Hey, you gotta come. You're, you're no longer on leave. You gotta come out to Corville Pickett's house." And this is where we find out that his wife actually is killed. And it looks like Bob killed her on the way out. It wasn't the electricity that killed her. There was blood all over her. So yeah, uh, he he actually uh, took a knife to her or something like that, or shot her or something, and, and ended up killing her. But this is when things get tricky for Tommy because at this point they're going to cast all the blame for everything that has taken place onto, or at least they want to cast it onto Flynn and onto Burton. And Tommy's like, because one of the best scenes in this episode, and there's, there's some other good ones on, on here, but one of the best scenes is when, uh, Sheriff Jackman tells Tommy, you know, uh, apparently Flynn and Burton have gotten in some drugs. They brought these people into town. And this is the reason that, uh, this is the reason why, Corbell Pickett's wife is dead, and Tommy's like, it sounds like you just made all that up, and Sheriff Jackman is like, it's because I did. I mean, he's not hiding it. He's like, yeah. we're we're pinning all this on them, and if you, and Tommy's to eventually, eventually, uh, at first tells him, no, I'm not doing all that. I'm not bringing the Burton and Flynn in, and uh, Sheriff Jackman says, okay, you can do that. You can go and you can uh, you can side with them, but if you side against us, then you're going to explain an invisible car and people from the future and all this type of, well, yeah. he didn't know about the fe- people from the future, but you're going to have to explain this invisible car with this weird with this weird weapon that uh, ends up killing people, you're going to have to explain all that, and it's going to look like you're insane. And even though his is the truth, it's not the one that seems like the truth. So, like, really right. good performance there by uh, Sheriff Jack Dickey. Yeah, good performance yeah, we, by him. We, we we gave him a lot of grace for his we accent. Did. <laughs> he he ended up being a very good character. Yeah, he did. And like I said, he he's only in this for two episodes. He's one of these characters they kind of just put in here real quick. Yeah, uh, but really enjoyed like that just sinister corrupt politician mm-hmm. sheriff uh he was really really good at that yeah. uh but obviously you know jump ahead a little bit later in the episode tommy is struggling with this because he doesn't want to bring in uh he doesn't want to bring in flynn and uh burton and so he kind of goes his own little corrupt ways in his own in his own way and the only way that he can figure out to do the right thing he has to do the wrong thing and this is he he real he realizes that he has the weapon that uh, he has both weapons that Bob had. He has his gun and his doodad. Uh, and so he gets them out. He marches back into Corbell Pickett's house and walks in and basically says, you know what? I've got another story. And that's the story is that Bob came in here. He, he came back. He overwhelmed uh, both of you. Ends up shooting Sheriff Jackman, killing him, and then uh, using the doodad to like send Corbell Pickett through uh, the window. We think he's dead, but if you watch the coming up next week, they said one of them still has a, uh, as somebody pulse. goes, yeah, somebody goes out to him and says somebody has a pulse. They don't say who. I'm guessing it's Corbell Pickett. I, I'm uh, assuming. 
you would assume that is there any chance it could be the wife I can't. Uh, th- uh, with her just being lifeless there, I I, I can't imagine that. Yeah, besides, yeah. Corbell Pickett's the one that is the interesting one. In, uh, and of, and uh, more with the story all along. Right. Yeah. So I feel like it's going to be him. And my guess is this is what he's going to use to like kind of have Tommy kind of in his pocket at this point. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, just really good stuff from Tommy. This is this is by far Alex Hernandez's most mm-hmm. pivotal role. Look, we kind of thought he was going to end up getting killed. I'm less convinced of that at this point. He, I, I am too. Yeah, I think he's going to stick around, and he's a good addition. I mean, he's been. I like that he's had a bigger role. He's he's been very good. Yeah, he has been. He's been very good. He he's just kind of been there, kind of on the side for for the longest time. But to actually insert him more into the story in this one, I thought was yeah. I thought he did a really good job of it. Because well, early on, he had that that joke role of a former high school boyfriend right. that's mm-hmm. just a just a cop that you know. But now he is really be turned into a hero. Yeah, he has, and like I said, really good, good, good opportunity for him, and he does a really good job of taking advantage mm-hmm. of it while he's on there. So, all right, so that takes us to Burton and Flynn and Connor. Uh, so they are in the London timeline at this point, and they are being interrogated by Ainsley Lobier. She's and basically she wants to bring them back to her headquarters or whatever it is. And she wants to put them through a test and the two guys she's putting through a physical test where she, they have this really cool scene where they, she like reconstructs this training facility, uh, just out of, out of nothing. Uh, and it's, that was a really cool scene to watch that thing just kind of get built out of nothing. Yeah. Uh, she was like eight floors and then it goes up eight floors. So that was really cool. Uh, so Burton and, uh, Connor are going to go in with Beatrice to basically show their combat skills. Basically, that's what they're doing. And I, I like this because I played so many video games of like a tower where you got to climb, go through one level, climb up, go through another harder yeah. level, and it gets harder and harder. Like I said, so this was like going in, like this was all like video gameish to me. It's like, oh, I, I get right. this. We're so very well at this point. Uh, Connor mentioned something that made me realize you can't. Well, we've kind of seen this all along, but he says to Beatrice, you have no concern about dying. You obviously aren't human. Right, exactly. And when when you see the way she reacts, it makes you realize everyone in London could be a robot. Yeah, they could be. That's very much, that could very well be the case because we don't really know who is and who isn't. Obviously, you know, kind of our main characters, we know that they are, uh, but... And well, we've seen Shanice go into a peripheral. Well, we've seen her go into one, so we never know when she actually is herself right, or when she right. is uh, peripheral, so we really don't know. Uh, but as I was mentioning earlier, these are some really good fight scenes. Watching mm-hmm. the three of these the three of these people work together was really fun to watch. I enjoyed it. Right. Uh, they did a really good job. Of the, the fights looked authentic. They looked they looked entertaining. Uh, and they keep going up. They keep going up. And when they get to the end, because Beatrice tells them at the beginning, she says, there's a surprise at the end. And when they get up, the surprise is that only one of them gets to walk away. <laughs> and so, basically at that point, Burton and uh, Connor, they aren't a match for Beatrice. Beatrice ends up taking both of them out. But Connor is just enthralled with this girl. <laughs> he is smitten to death with this girl. Uh, I mean, when he gets thrown off by the, by her, he is smiling all the way down because he yeah. loves her. I don't know what he screamed when he loved when he was uh, like, "I love that girl" or something like that. I don't remember what it was. Uh, uh, when he wakes up, but when no, when he wakes up, I know what he says when well, he wakes up. He says, "I want to marry that girl." Uh, that robot. Know, he want- says, uh, "He says, uh, Shorty something, Shorty." I forgot. Yeah, but he he had a, when he was falling. Yeah, but he was just he had the biggest smile yeah. on his 
face, he was he loving did. it. He uh, did. <laughs> so he has found his soulmate, which is a robot, which is a peripheral. And even when he woke up, he had a big smile on his face. Oh, yeah, he did. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, just really, uh, I love that scene, everything that was going on with them. Uh, but while they're doing that, Ainsley Lobier is basically asking questions of... Uh, Flynn and Wilf is there because Flynn said she wanted Wilf to go with him. And so Wilf is there with them. And she's basically, there's kind of this meeting of the minds. They're just kind of like trying to figure each other out at this point. Uh, and it's, she basically says these questions that she wants a quick answer to. And one of the things that Flynn asked her, because, well, she had, Ainsley asked Flynn if, uh, uh, if I could con- sever your connection to this world, would you want me to? And she had to stop and think about that one, and she's like, okay, well, you haven't been thinking, you haven't really had to think of that much about any of them up until that one. And, you know, it's a good question for her. You know, she she's enjoyed her time there. But and she, she looks at Wilf. And she looks at Wilf, exactly. And so she's kind of conflicted, but, you know, it's kind of this, everything being in this 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 timeline and being in this, uh, this future has brought a lot of pain to her family. And she learns yeah. that in the actual timeline, not the stub timeline that she's in, that Connor comes away, uh, he comes away completely unscathed. He doesn't have any, uh, apparently, and this is another thing, like the Texas Outback thing that we had in the previous episode, like I didn't know what was going on there. Why are they fighting in Texas? Apparently, t- 10 years in the future in this thing, Texas tries to like fight for their liberation from the United States. And that was one thing that they didn't really explain that we learned in this yeah. one. Uh, yeah. But so in this war for Texas independence, uh, that's why Burton and his crew were there. Uh, Connor comes out of it completely unscathed, but Burton actually dies in the actual timeline. Uh, and we, she learns that in the actual timeline that Flynn ends up getting married to Tommy. Uh, so her life ends up coming uh, completely different. She doesn't really know how to handle it. Which I probably well, and also, but, but then she says she marries Tommy, has two kids, and then she disappears. We don't know what happened. Right. Because she sends that's when she severs the connection. Now, obviously, they'll bring her yeah. back uh, later on, but uh, she severs a connection and that's when she goes back to her timeline that's when everything at that point kind of uh, starts to take place but one of the things that i liked about this part of it is you know we kind of get some we can we, we kind of get a little bit of backstory we also understand you know we see flynn dealing with you know do i want to be part of this do i not want to be part of this how do i handle all that so like i said like yeah. a lot of a lot of that and we got we understood that low beer has a lot of uh power because when she asks are you are you uh do you have enough power to be able to sever connection connection, she stops the conversation Mm -hmm. she does and then that's when she sends them back okay Mm -hmm. but we also learned a little bit more about low beer uh they go back to their headquarters uh, and she is met by Tania, which we want to give a shout out to Jenny O, who contacted us on Twitter and uh, uh, told us that the, the way she actually pronounces is Tania. Uh, so thank you for contacting us, Jenny O. Uh, but her name and is that, Tania thank Miller. You for, and thank you for telling us that our southern accents aren't that bad, <laughs> right. and the ones in the show are. So thank you, Jenny O. We do appreciate that, Jenny O. So thank All you. Right. Uh, but. Uh, when she gets back, when Ainsley and Beatrice get back to uh, their headquarters, we learn that basically uh, Beatrice is a peripheral, which we knew, but she also has been crafted as basically a daughter that Ainsley Lobier lost. Uh, that's what she yeah. that's what she is. And uh, like I said, that was, I didn't see that coming. Uh, I it, didn't either. It, it kind of makes sense that, that she would be... Yeah. 
a person that was important to her at one time, but I didn't see uh, a dead daughter coming through. Uh, Now that you know that it's surprising that there's not more of this because there was kind of that in the last season of Westworld. Yeah, you're right. There was, there was some of that. Yeah. So I'm surprised there isn't more of this. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that as well. Uh, but so, that may be something we see moving forward. It could be. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if that was if that ends up being yeah. the case. Uh, but uh, Tanya Miller's uh, character Shanice ends up like kind of basically trying because at this point she is coming to the police uh, at the Met Police, and this is one of the things that Flynn kind of challenged her on in an earlier episode. She said, "You know, if I've stolen something from you, why aren't you going to the police about it?" And she didn't want to because she knew that she probably shouldn't. But now that she knows that Ainsley Lobier and the Met Police are aware of the RIs kind of doing things they shouldn't, she's coming to the police and basically she's saying, "I need you to take care of this problem for me. I need you to go back in the stub and take care of Flynn and all of them. I need you to take care of the Clep and take care of all my issues." And this is kind of putting Ainsley Lobier in a difficult spot. And we yeah. really don't know what she's going to do with it. Well, I guess we'll find out what how she's going to approach this next week on the finale. So. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I liked I, I, I like Ainsley Lobier's character. I like Beatrice. I do too. They are really good additions to this cast. Uh, yeah. It puts a lot of it gives a lot of more depth to the characters, if you ask me. Yeah, and I like the way uh, oh, Alexandra Billings, uh, yeah, Billings, right? Yeah, Alexandra Billings. Yeah, I like the way she plays the character because she's like. She's showing that she knows more than you, mm-hmm. but she's also like inquisitive and, and she's just an interesting character and actor. So I like I'm with you. I, I thought just a great addition. I like the, the whole Beatrice thing and how like she felt a connection to Connor. Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. She felt so it too. like how. Yeah. So that that was interesting. And so, the way we know yeah. that is because I'm glad you mentioned it, because the reason we know this is because they are sitting there when they're back at their headquarters, they're analyzing. All the fights between the that because you you see this at one point where basically Beatrice is like is giving them grades on their fights. You can see that and like she's yeah. processing that. So they're actually looking at this footage, and she says that Burton is probably the more reliable. Uh, the, I don't remember dependable. The, the more reliable and dependable person, but she would actually prefer Connor. And she's like, when Ainsley Ober says, "Really? Why is that? If you just said she's uh, more reliable, if, if Burton's more reliable, why is the friend?" Uh, the one that you would probably pick, and she's like, I don't know. That's deep in my subconscious. I'll have to figure that one out. So, like I said, that's that. She's kind of smitten with Connor too, even if she doesn't right. completely understand it being a being a peripheral. I mean, who, who wouldn't be smitten with Connor? <laughs> exactly. I'm smitten with Connor. <laughs> so, uh, but like I said, really good stuff there. But I think the most interesting and probably the most important part of this episode happens when Katie Leung's character Ash and Ossian are discussing what they are trying to do, what they want in, to do in their own language. Yes, in their own little. I don't know. I guess. I don't know what that language that is. Uh, yeah. It sounds kind of Irish or Scottish yeah. or something. Yeah, I, yeah. Like it has the like their that accent. Welsh. Yeah, maybe Welsh. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, but they're but I know it is like their own like created language. But I would imagine right. it's created from something else. So uh, they're sitting there talking, and basically they have revealed in this what happened at the very beginning because. Uh, when Burton was supposed to be the one in the peripheral in the first two episodes, when he was supposed to be in those in the peripheral and he came and he came over and had that stuff scanned into his eye, 
Alita West was thinking that Burton, who had the haptics in his in his body, she could send all this data from the research institute about the stub because this is what the stub is basically. It's basically just an experimental. It's just something that the RI and both uh, the RI and CLEP are using as experimentations uh, where people are dying and people are just doing whatever. And apparently the jackpot is happening faster in the stub. Uh, so you've got all this stuff going on. And, and they're, like I said, it's just an experimental place for them to like a experimental lab basically for all these people yeah. uh but she downloads all this data into uh she wanted to download all this data into burton's haptics that's who she thought she was going to be dealing with but because it was actually flynn in there what has happened is when she scanned all that data into uh, burton's peripheral it ends up there's no haptics for it to go into so now it has basically become a bacteria that is forming in the optic nerves and all this type of stuff and uh flynn this is why she's having trouble seeing the reason why she's having all these problems is because she has this stuff that this data has like become bacteria in her brain and that's the reason she's having all these issues uh and this is when lev zuboff kind of walks in on them uh and he kind of really reveals his real true colors and he wants to know what, what Ash was going to do with all this data. And she says she was going to sell it to the highest bidder. And obviously, he doesn't believe her. And I didn't believe her either when she said it. Uh, yeah. But he wanted she wants to give it to Neoprim. She wants to give it to Alita West because Alita West is trying to keep the stuff from... She's trying to keep the... She's trying to basically save the people and stuff, keep the jackpot from ever happening. And that's what the crux of this entire series is all about, for the base, from what I've gathered. And then they'll kind of resolve all this. Uh, they're not going to resolve everything. There's too much to resolve in, in, right, right, the, right. in the eighth episode. So if they don't get a second season, we're going to be left in the lurch a little bit here on a lot of stuff, yeah. I feel like, going forward. But like I said, and, I, I think it was the most important and, scene because we find out everything. Yeah. And Lev had a good good line. Arrogance is a form of stupidity. Yeah, he's, he's correct. <laughs> it yeah. is a form of stupidity. So, uh, And that's really kind of the... Yeah, everything with this one so. and this is another episode that paced really well yeah, it, did. it was a bright it was a little bit less than an hour but man it moved well it did it they moved have well. done a good job a couple of those early episodes felt really long i guess like between two and five felt long but mm. these last few really since bob came on right they they have paced really well they have they have paced really well and like i said it's like i said this was my favorite it was far it was very straightforward uh we're getting a lot of answers and they're kind of they're not spinning more mysteries as we go along uh like i said they're still gonna have to i I can't see them wrapping everything up so there's gonna have to be a second season if they get one i can't see them i think they're planning on a second season in the hopes that they actually get one oh you know they are because there's no way you do chloe grace moretz yeah for just one uh, and I, yeah yeah all right so uh i guess that wraps up our discussion of this episode yep. shall we do our season award or we not our season our weekly awards yep let's do it all right up first we have the Tyrion lannister which is our mvp for the week who is your Tyrion lannister for this episode of the peripheral so i'm i'm doing uh alexandra billings okay. as uh inspector lobear i thought she was fantastic and like every most of the big scenes involved her yeah, uh, I went with Alex Hernandez as Tommy Constantine. Uh, I, I thought, thought about really him good. as well. Yeah, they he were was. both really good though. So, yeah. uh, the Agatha all along, the best scene of the week. What was yours? I'm going with the where, where they kill Bob because I thought it was That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Again, how they used the haptics and where Flynn 
is trying to take over and Burton's like, Hey, this is the one thing I do good. <laughs> That's right. I thought that was, I thought that was a really good one too. Yeah. So, uh, I went with Connor and Burton's climb up the training building or whatever it is, was that yeah. they were going up. I thought that was really good. I, I enjoyed that a lot. So, uh, next is the, if you come to King, you best not miss, uh, what are you going with on your best line for the week? So this was uh, between Tommy and Corbell when he sees the doodad and yes. goes, what are you going to do with that? Uh, that's uh, I forgot what, what uh, Corbell says. Right. And Tommy responds with, it's a doodad, <laughs> it's a doodad. you arrogant <laughs> piece of Yeah. And that was a really uh, good one. Uh, that was really good. Mine was from Connor when they get back from the peripheral and he says, I want to marry that robot. I think he had a, an expletive in there as well. Yeah. Uh, but I just so love... he said, he said, boy, I'm going to marry her. They're like, who that robot? That robot lady. Yeah, I'm sorry. I guess I had the line. Not a little bit off. But I just loved it. Well, he had cursed <laughs> multiple times before that. So it's hard. To understand. <laughs> it is. It is hard. So, all right. Uh, we both, uh, are rating here on the main traction podcast at the top of our list is a game of Thrones beneath game of Thrones is a loss. Middle of the road for us is a friends beneath the friends is, is a full house at the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. Uh, we both have been sitting at a loss. Are you staying there? You going up, going down? What are you doing? Staying at a loss, but I'm going to tell you, if they don't nail this finale, friends, this is going to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's it's a loss. Uh, I'll be interested in what they do in the finale. Like I said, they're, they're not going to wrap everything up. I, I feel confident about that. I feel like yeah. they're really hoping that this thing gets a second season. Uh, I, don't, I don't have to be wrapped up. I just have to be feel like i want a second season. yeah exactly you need to feel like you want it that's and that's where this show i think has struggled a little bit maybe uh maybe a second season will be better if they'll have a little yeah. better footing of it i don't know so we'll see all right so with this episode we'd like to do things that we are looking forward to so what are some things you're looking forward to so mine comes in March, and then the next one comes in most likely 2024, but they're involved in the same timeline. Okay. It is John Wick. Oh, uh, yeah, that's four. right. It comes out in March. The trailer came out like in the last couple of weeks, and it looks incredible, man. That series, I, I just love it. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. It's, it is fantastic. And then I was excited that they have signed on Anna de Armas, uh, to be in the a uh, John Wick spinoff called Ballerina. Oh, really? Where she is an assassin. Oh, cool. Yeah, and, I'm all for that. Keanu Reeves is going to be in that, and I think they're about to start filming that. So oh, cool. I, I'm looking forward to that. So that that's mine, John Wick 4 and Ballerina. Uh, I've got two as well this week. Uh, coming up Wednesday, taking the place of Andor, because Andor has wrapped up for the first season, is the new series for, uh, Willow. Uh, so I'm really oh, yeah. looking forward to it. And I'm hoping that it's going to be as good as I hope it is. Uh, I went back and watched the the, the movie. The movie's corny. Uh, I mean, it's an 80s. Is it, now, is it all Disney Plus as well? Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it in a... It's good. It's a. It's. I mean, it's an '80s fantasy film, so it's pretty cheesy. Yeah. I'll just go ahead yeah. and tell you that much. I still love it. Uh, I mean, it's made. For, it's it was really kind of aimed at kids. Uh, so, yeah. but I think they are because they're hoping that people like me <laughs> who loved the film when they were a child, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a much more grown up and a much more uh, mature show yeah. here in. Uh, obviously, there will be some stuff for the kids, but uh, the yeah. new show is starting. This Wednesday, November 30th, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, also, I'm looking forward to... Uh, oh, it's on Netflix. I've been wanting to watch it, and I, tr I tried watching the first episode, uh, but it's 1899. 
Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about this one. I want to watch it, and like I said, the reason I say I watched, I tried watching the first episode is there are the premise is they there's this uh, ship that is making a trek from Europe to America, and they come across and they get a signal from a ship that was lost like months ago. Uh, it's been missing, and that uh, they're going to go investigate it. Uh, but there are so many different languages on it. You really have to like watch, be able to watch the subtitles. So I was doing some other things uh, when I was trying to do the, watch the show as well. It's like, I've got to put all this other stuff aside and I don't have time right now. So I've got to like yeah. find some time where I can like just focus on it and not get, uh, <laughs> not get, uh, distracted by something. So, cause you gotta be able to read subtitles. There's a lot, there's German, yeah. there's French, uh, maybe a little bit of Spanish in there as well. So, uh, but it looks really good. And I was really in, like I said, I enjoyed watching what I saw. I just had, I was like, I've got to turn it off though until I can like pay a little bit closer attention to it. Too. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting a chance to watch it. All right. Uh, I guess that wraps us up for this episode of the peripheral. We'll do the finale next week. Uh, but is there anything else you want to add before we sign off? Appreciate everyone joining us and we will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.